This is Random Discourse, the podcast. I just took a perk, now I'm on another level. Tasting on the money, got me dancing with a devil. Pull the A for Yes, we are live. Oh, man. I've never really thought about it like that. Anton, how you doing, man? Man, living the MFing dream, dog. You know what I mean? In the best shape of my life. Best shape of your life? Are you sure about that? Better than your early 20s? Oh, dog, yeah, much better than my <laughs> early 20s. You, you can check my Facebook page and confirm that. <laughs> <laughs> Brian, are you, are, you, are you in better shape than your early 20s? Negative. Yeah. Negative. <laughs> nah, man, I was playing uh, I was playing football in my early 20s, man. Now it's just that dad life. Yeah, <laughs> work. You don't stay active even a little bit? It's been tough these past couple of years, man. I'm gonna get back into it though. As my daughter gets older and she starts playing sports, I know I'll be out there coaching and whatnot. So, okay. See, right now I, I play. I just started uh, playing in the league on Wednesdays, and then I play. We play on Sundays, so playing ball. That's so, good, man. I can't say I'm, I'm just like in my early twenties, but I'm not too far away. All right, so we're talking basketball. I know everybody's like, what's going on? Are they are they talking about their lives? No, but we're talking <laughs> basketball. And this is the first time we've actually uh been on been on together. Yeah, Anton, it's been a long time, man. We you know. And Brian, it, it, this should be a like I was saying earlier before we start recording, this should be a different show. So where we want to start, I'm gonna let y'all decide. You wanna start Eastern Conference, Western Conference first. I think we should start in the East, man. You just want to go East first? Okay. East West. So, I guess we were deciding on best divisions and a whole bunch of different – we were deciding on best divisions, teams were watching what. I, I can say top players. I don't know if we want to do top players. Maybe who's going to regress as a player, as team and, and player. Uh, and – if you could pick anybody, who's going to make that? Uh, uh, well, I shouldn't say make that leap to you know a star superstar status, but take that next step in their game to where you can you can see what their final product is is going to be. Yeah, somebody get their Jimmy Butler on. Yeah, somebody get their Jimmy Butler on. Maybe somebody get their Anthony Davis on. For real. I mean that's that's a that's a good question, man. I mean there's so many people to choose from, um, and it's tough because in in this league typically it's the it's the players that are already established that make the biggest impact. But when you start to look at like some of those younger players, the, the team I really look down to is the uh, Orlando Magic. I think they got a ton of talent on that team, and I think I mean I hate to see Jacques Vaughn go through that situation where he really couldn't get it done and got fired because I loved him as a player, uh, especially in college, but. Scott Skiles, the new coach down there, he should be able to get something done with that team. He knows the, I mean, he's very familiar with the area, very familiar with the management, has a good relationship with that area. And when you look at that roster, that backcourt of Oladipo and Alfred Payton and uh, and Tobias Harris on the front court, man, I'm telling you, that, that team is going to surprise a lot of people in the East. I like what I see down there in Orlando. I, I I love Orlando, man. I love I love them. I was telling Anton before we started recording that they were one of my teams that I I, I would love to watch. I think they are are going to um make 
I make some waves. I don't know if they're they're ready to make the playoffs just yet, maybe a year away, but I wouldn't be surprised if they did, and it would be pleasant if they did. Um, I do like – I would say – you mentioned Tobias and Oladipo and Vucevic, but I like Aaron Gordon. Aaron yeah. Gordon reminds me of a young Blake Griffin, and just as athletic, so I wouldn't even say he he the poor man's Blake Griffin. He, um, he, he had to, to be that. Yeah, man. See, this is where your light skin bias. You know what I mean? All light skin people look alike, clear light. Yeah, is that where we're going with this one? Yeah. But you know, as far as my team to watch, um, you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna keep it as a homer. You know, and go with the you know the the Minnesota Timberwolves because uh, I think they're just going to be fun to watch uh, this year. I don't know how the coaching shakeup with Flip Saunders not being there is going to affect their offensive flow, but that team should really get going this year as they move Levine to the two guard, and he had a, a pretty a pretty a pretty big jump from the first half of the season to the second half of the season, and Andrew Wiggins is that guy who I think is. Is going to take that leap uh, this year and bringing in Carl Anthony Towns, who from the preseason already looks like he's going to come in and be a immediate contributor to a team that they got the building blocks to be good for a long time. And do you see a step this year when you watch Minnesota Timberwolves? I thought we were talking to Eastern Conference, man. I don't know, man. We did. <laughs> I, I, I was I, you confused me for a he second. Had to get, I, he I, wanted I, to get the home team in there. That's I all right. To get the home team. But you know, okay. Um, but we're not even talking about the home team yet. We're just talking Eastern Conference. Can we just now. talk Eastern Conference? I make moves. I make moves. <laughs> you know, but you know, out east, I didn't want to take your shine because, of course, I'm going with the Milwaukee Bucks. Okay. And, and you know what? You you're not taking my shot. I was just letting I was I was letting you bring him up. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. It, it, it's nice. I mean, the Bucks are 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 a bit are a long team. They're a defensive team with a bunch of athletes, bat slash basketball players. And you know, usually that's not a good thing when it when it comes to a basketball team. But they just seem to work well in whatever system. Jason Kidd is having them run. I'm not sure just yet if they're ready to, you know, make strong play for uh, Eastern Conference championships. But I do think I wouldn't be surprised if you see them in the second round of the playoff just be off the strength of, of their defense. And I, I do like the the pickup of Greg Monroe for them too. People, people will be screaming about that a little later on, a whole lot louder. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, when when you're thinking about the Milwaukee Bucks, I know I don't put a lot of stock in the NBA rankings that come out on ESPN, but it was it was funny to me when I was looking through it that the Bucks had four players in the top 50, five in the top 103, and only the Bulls had that many players in the top 50. You know, other than you know, other than the Milwaukee Bucks, my concern from them is who's going to be a knockdown shooter consistently on that team. Because you do have a lot of length, and OJ Mayo can be streaky. Yep. I haven't seen I haven't seen the shooting because Michael Carter Williams just can't shoot. That's just not going to happen. And you got, you know, what about Chris Middleton? Teams like teams like take on the personality of their coach. Mm-hmm. They've taken on the personality of their coach when it comes to shooting. Like <laughs> nobody on that squad is a knockdown shooter. 
Yeah, no, I, I agree with you. I think I think you're right. I mean, that that's actually going to be a key because they're going to be fine inside the paint. They're going to be fine, you know, 18 feet and in. Um, but the, the one thing about that team I really do want to see is how Jabari Parker kind of meshes with that team because, you know, we got to remember he got injured, I think it was right before the midpoint of the season. It was fairly early in the season last mm-hmm. year. And then they actually, I think, had a little bit better record in the, after his injury. Yeah. Um, now, I don't think that speaks to his talent or anything. I think he's going to be just fine. I think he'll be a, a very big contributor for them. But it's always interesting when a team kind of – that team gelled the second half of the season, and they played really well in that, in a couple of games against the Bulls in the playoffs. So it'll be interesting to see how Jabari Parker comes into that um, system and can he kind of catch up or pick up where he left off or even maybe get a little bit better? Because yeah. if he if he goes on that trajectory that I thought he was going to be, which I think he has a little bit of mellow in him, mm-hmm. I think he can, he can be a special player. And if, if, if he has that star power on that basketball team, they they will be dangerous. Like you said, I wouldn't I wouldn't be surprised seeing him in the second round of playoffs this year. Um, I wouldn't worry about, worry about how Jabari Parker's going to fit in, um, per se, but I, I do think he'll he'll fit in just fine. He he'll give that team what they need, a consistent score. You know, everybody else is pretty streaky when it comes to scoring. Janias isn't that adept at scoring just yet. Just want you know, getting buckets. That's what J- Jabari is all about. Um, if, you know, another team. If if you want to stick out in the in the in, in the Eastern Conference, I think this team got worse. And that's not possible, is it? Really, after you win, what, 60 games? 60-some-odd games? Yeah, the Atlanta Hawks, didn't they get a little bit worse as a team? I'm not saying Damari Carroll is that great of a basketball player, but their additions and subtractions just don't make up. And what they brought on doesn't really fit in with what they're trying to do. Like, I would definitely agree with that. Um, And I think they're – you you're gonna actually see a little bit of rift that's gonna start on that team because you're you're hearing whispers now that uh, Dennis Schroeder believes uh, that he should be the starting point guard uh, on that team and by all accounts when I looked at you know the playoffs last season he looked like a better player than Jeff T. so I think how does uh, Coach Bud you know deal with that um, because they were like a team with no drama just five guys they were like the Pistons. You know of you know of the early 2000s last year, but now when you have some rifts in the locker room, how will that team chemistry affect them in the win total? And I think it's really going they're, they're going to take a significant step back um, from from what they did last year. So I would totally agree as far as the regression team. You know, one thing I will say about them though, kind of taking the other approach, I actually do agree with both of y'all that I don't see them being six plus wins this year, but. Um, I do think Tim Hardaway Jr. is an interesting talent. I don't think he'll ever be like a key starter in this league, but he is. A, he, he can shoot the basketball. He has the length to get to, the, and he has the handles to get to the bucket and score. In in, in a you know in um what am I looking for? What word am I looking for? Like in bunches. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I think he can add a little bit of an offensive punch to that basketball team, who sometimes kind of lacked an offensive punch at certain times throughout the season. But I mean, the player for me that makes that team tick is Al Horford. I think he's one of the most underrated players in the league, even though he's been an All Star a couple times. I still don't think he gets the respect that he deserves. If they continue to make Al Horford the focal point of that offense, and if he plays up to the level that he can, and if those other uh, role players kind of take on that that um, that San Antonio Spurs mentality and play better as a sum of all the parts than trying to be individuals, I still think they can be pretty dangerous because I like that coach. That coach is a Greg Popovich 
understudy, and I think he'll get that team right. I still think they'll be a top three or four seed in the East. I mean, that, a San Antonio, San Antonio Spurs uh, style of culture takes uh, years. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, they just have to have it, and it comes with success. I mean, if the Spurs were not a good team, they we would not be talking about the Spurs right now. Just, I mean, that's uh, uh, honest. Bad teams are bad for a long time. And 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 when that happens, it takes a while to get find that player that brings you out of that misery. And the Hawks aren't at that point. I just don't. I just don't think they're going to be as successful as last year because the, you know, Damari Carroll, oh, as an individual talent, is not that great of a basketball player. I don't think. But in a team, in that team scheme with Atlanta, you know, he was important for them. He, yeah. he was he was their defensive stopper and he, he was a three he was their three and D player. Yeah. And now I don't remember where he went, but Toronto. he's gone now. Yeah, he's gone to Tor- Toronto. Yeah. I don't know if that's gonna that's a good fit in Toronto. Well let me throw out another one of my teams to watch in these and this one's gonna maybe either surprise a few people or make some people you know question what I'm saying here. But I'm very interested in the New York Knickerbockers, man. I think that Listen, that basketball team was a disaster last year, right? Okay, they were no terrible. Surprise. We all know that. They were horrible. Carmelo Anthony didn't play the second half of the season. Derek Fisher, first-year coach. Phil Jackson, first-year GM. It was an absolute disaster. But look at the offseason, and what the biggest move they made was bringing in Robin Lopez. And although Robin Lopez isn't a, isn't necessarily a special player, he's a big man that can clog the middle and, and, and hopefully create a little bit of opening for, for Carmelo Anthony. Carmelo Anthony is still one of the elite scorers, if not maybe the best scorer in the, in the league, along with Steph Curry and Kevin Durant. If he's healthy, if Jose Calderon can play up to his potential, if this Porzingis kid is as good as advertised, and if Derek Fisher can actually coach a little bit, they, they, I mean, that team can make the playoffs, right? Yeah. Oh, I'm going to tell you that Darren Grant is going to be the starting point guard of the New York Knicks um, by the end of the season. I, I can, I can tell you that Jose Calderon is not going to hold on to that position. Although he's a very good shooting point guard that doesn't score enough, he, he what you what he gives you on on offense, he almost allows double on the defensive end. That's why I I don't know if the Knicks are there just yet. I like some of the transactions that they did make, as you said, Brian, but I don't know really. <laughs> They got Sasa Vujovic on their team, man. I, I can't <laughs> trust them. I, I love, I love Vujovic, hey, man. He was, he was my dude when he played for the Lakers. <laughs> I can see that. I don't know how good Chris Porzingis is going to be, but the addition of Robin Lopez down there will do wonders defensively for that team. Anton? Oh, no, no, no. <laughs> I just, I, I'm okay. just wrapping my head around somebody actually wanting to watch the Knicks. But once I like actually thought <laughs> about it, you know, you bring up the Robin Lopez point. Somebody with some girth to go along with the string being, which is Prazingis. Um, yep. And Darren Grant is an impressive player. Like he's a, a four-year starter at Notre Dame. So the kind of player that a Phil Jackson kind of system needs, somebody who can come in and contribute immediately. Mm-hmm. Hold on, you said Phil Jackson. Not, you're not even giving Derek Fisher any credit right now, man? <laughs> None. 
until okay. he stop getting ran, ran up on by like somebody ex-wife, he's not gonna get any respect. <laughs> you <know>? But <laughs> and uh, so that's not that's not the leader I can respect. Uh, it might be the leader that the Knicks deserve. You know what I mean? Um, you know, Batman reference. Um, but <laughs> but you know, I I think that'll be interesting. And you know, the AC is not a hard seat. You no. Know, spot to get in the east so yeah. it could happen it it could but i mean for the knicks to get the hc i'm not sure if that's uh what they need right now they need to lose some more but i don't know if losing <laughs> is good for them be like the 76ers <laughs> Bro. It, it, no, I don't I don't think they need to be like the 76ers they do need to win of course yes they need to win but they need better they need more talent and i guess it's just relying on that they they still have to rely on what on the plan that phil jackson has laid out for them because i know the plan that that how it's potentially supposed to go there should be a lot of money coming uh of becoming available again this summer to to make some more moves but i i don't know if it's if that's going to be enough i'm that's yes, just me. Hey, man. So, I, okay. So, we we haven't even talked about who do you think we're, is going to contend. So, can can we in in the East? Can we talk about baby contender like the Washington Wizards, who have the parts and pieces to be able to contend in the East, but just can't seem to get their act together? I, I love I love that Wizards basketball team. I love that team. I mean. They I, they arguably have the best young backcourt in the entire league with uh, with Bill and and John Wall, and I'm telling you, Bradley Bill. I saw the kid at Florida. I watched him very closely while he was with the Gators, and in, in the one year he was there, that kid is a superstar in the making. I think he has the ability to be one of the elite shooting guards in the league. They got a nice front court with Nene and um, who is what's the other guy's name? Um, Gortat. Yeah, Gortat. And then they, they can't Wall, stay healthy, though. That, that's true. That's true. He has trouble staying healthy. The, what, what, what I really feel like they need is leadership, though, because Paul Pierce, I feel like, did bring some leadership to that basketball team last year. With his departure, who's going to step up and be the leader of that team? Uh, but I like the direction that Washington Wizards team is going in. They should, they should definitely contend in the East. I mean, they should be at worst a three seed. And uh, they, they gave the, the Cavs and the Bulls trouble all last season. So I like their, I like their, their spot. I like where they're at. I do. Um, Otto Porter should. Uh, be ready to take on a larger role as well. And I think that's going to be good for them because it allows a lot more flexibility off uh, offensively for that team. And I don't think they lose that much defensively. I actually think they gain with him playing more defensively, especially now that this being his third year in the league, he should be ready to define who he is as a player and what you can expect from him. And it's optimum for him to be getting his, um, first shot right now at starting and i think he should he, he, he'll take great advantage of it i don't know if they're going to get much from Ubre their their first round draft pick because he still is raw as a talent but he has a lot of potential but I, you say they need leaders it, it's up to john wall to actually mm -hmm. lead this team and if he can't lead this team then i don't know if he can really say that um you know he's an elite point guard because elite point guards lead their team somewhere. Yep. 
And and that's I think that's a big argument with people with Chris Paul as well. I know we're not talking Western Conference, but you know we will. That's something that I think we're probably going to bring up later on. Yep. Anton, you have any thoughts about the Wizards? Um, I think you guys covered the Wizards. You know, uh, I I really you know how much I love Brad Bill. You know, real deal, Bill, baby. You know. Uh, <laughs> And his shooting, his spot-up shooting should be on point. I want – and he's a killer in the making. Like, he really wants that ball in crunch time, and that's what the Wizards – that's what's going to allow them to actually progress in the playoffs this year with not having Paul Pierce. You're going to have to, like <clears> – <throat> you're going to have to have that go-to guy to win a big game in the playoffs, and I think Brad will do that for them. Yep. I agree. <sighs> So what do you think about the Pistons? You think Stan Van Gundy is going to get his act together or help them get their act together? What what he's doing there, I I didn't understand it at first, you know, why you would keep Reggie Jackson and, and you know, have Brandon Jennings on that team. But then I started looking at a lot of the players that they have, like a, uh, uh, Meeks, uh, Jody Meeks and um, Ken, uh, Kentavious Caldwell Pope, uh, Pope. And he's surrounding that – he's surrounding Andre Drummond with shooters. Uh, circa, you know, what he did with the Magic. He's going to jack up a ton of threes. He's got a monster rebounding in, in, in drumming, and he hopes he swallows them up and just becomes a 20, uh, 20 per game rebounding machine and and hopefully a twenty twenty just off of cleaning up the glass. Yeah, yeah, he's definitely on the Dwight Howard program. You know what I mean? That Orlando team that went to the finals that year where Dwight was mm-hmm. able to just dominate the boards. But like I think Sean uh, VP just asked the question that like that I think that Stanley Johnson is a ball player. I thought that going into Arizona he was gonna have a much bigger year, but like doing I know D League does not matter, you know what I mean? But he showed like he was explosive and you know and I think that he's gonna have extra drive internally to make People, the naysayers wrong about him getting picked over Justice Winslow. His mother passed shortly after the draft. I think that team is going to be interesting to watch until Brandon Jennings and and until the point guards go at it. Because we already know that usually when you're a problem in the locker room, that doesn't change when you change locations. You know what I mean? And when you are already a problem in the locker room at OKC and Brandon Jennings is really a loud mouth as well, I don't like that dynamic. Somebody got to go. I agree. I mean, to answer to answer the question posed, I, I don't know if they will regret it, but I do think Justice Winslow is farther along as a, as a basketball player than Stanley Johnson is, and that's because he's a better offensive player he he has more of a set shot than stanley johnson does a better set shot than stanley johnson does right now justice just had he he does he, he does okay justice does okay come on now you're right i'm wrong all right i'm not all right i'm not here to argue i that's just that's just what i think and i think justice is is more dynamic on the, the defensive end as well and i just I, I prefer justice winslow over stanley johnson and that has and and that means Nothing because Stanley Johnson is an ex- exciting young basketball prospect, and it, it it'll be interesting to, to see how both are able to uh, adapt to the NBA style of play and lifestyle. 
because a lot of people don't take that into to thought. But you, you were in college just yesterday, young man. Now you're an NBA superstar, and, and the world is a lot different. Brian, you, you have any thoughts on that? Well, just in general with that, you know, the original – I'm a Justice Winslow fan. I mean, what I see from the kid is 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 spectacular. I mean, his ability to, to play the way he does, he plays bigger than he is. But then when you look at him, you're kind of like, wait a minute, he's big. So it's like he can play on the outside almost as good as he can play on the inside. He can defend. He can body people. He, he, he doesn't – he's not afraid to play hard defense. He's not afraid to take the other team's – best offensive player. I mean, during that tournament last year, there were times where he wanted to take Kaminsky in the championship game, even though he's a, he's a small forward. I, I love his attitude. I love his nature. I'm, I'm all about Justice Winslow. I think he's the next superstar in this league. Um, but going back to the question about the Pistons, my this is, a super, this is a superstar league. And although you can put together a nice team with a couple of, of uh, supporting pieces and, and, and a maybe superstar, you can't contend without a superstar, in my opinion. So, I don't think the Pistons will make too much noise this year, um, but but it'll be it'll definitely be an interesting dynamic to watch. Um, like Anton brought up, watching those point guards kind of battle it out with both of them having such egotistical personalities. Oh yeah, me first, me first, my 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 my. That's all you're gonna hear. Yeah, and I, I don't think that pose that that that's going to you know go well for the Pistons as an organization because. They need Andre Drummond to progress offensively. And when you have two ball-hungry point guards, that doesn't happen with a, an exciting young center prospect like him. I mean, don't come around like him very often. And, and But do you need him to be that offensive force, or do you need him to be the man on that glass? You know what I mean? You need, I mean, it would be nice to, uh, to allow him to, to, you know, learn a counter move or two. And be able to use that because come the NBA playoffs, man, you're going to need to get buckets, and you can't yeah. just rely on jacking up shots. You got to get down low buckets, and that's where he comes in. And if he can't do that, you're doomed as a team. Yeah, I so, agree. All right, so Chicago, you ready to get to the real contenders? Yeah, Chicago. Look, my, my comments on Chicago are very quick. It's it's I, I think the improvement to some of those young players, Jimmy Butler, McDermott, Miritic, I think you're going to see a very good basketball team. Obviously, Paul Gasol still has a little bit left in the tank, so I'm excited to see him play. Um, Joe Kim Noah, I'm a fan of his. I love his motor. But this team will go as Derrick Rose goes. And the way I feel about Derrick Rose right now, I'm not sure how much – He's into basketball, so I don't know if I can say how much this team is going to be in contention. Derrick Rose is still an elite talent when he wants to be, but every time I hear him talk and every time I see him play, he seems like he's saving something. It seems like he's he, – I don't know if he's afraid because of those injuries, which would be very understandable, or if he's trying to save himself for the playoffs or save himself for the fourth quarter. But every time I watch this guy play, he's not doing that all-out playing play style that got him to the point of being the MVP of the league. And if he plays conservative – this basketball team can't contend in my mind. I think it's in the back of his mind right now about, uh, with the injuries. I mean, it's mm -hmm. it 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 would be with any player who's had who's suffered as many injuries as he has consecutively. 
and if he didn't suffer these injuries consecutively and you know he he got back had a couple of years and then something else happened and he got back and something else happened i, I don't think it'd be in the back of his mind like that but this is back to back to back to back to back and you know i think that's what's going on eventually he'll get back to playing basketball but he just doesn't trust his body right now and that's very hard you know, as a basketball player, if you don't trust your body, he can't be that dynamic, explosive athlete of a player who, you know, we saw. You know, he, he tried to come back and be a jump shooter and still got hurt. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, I, I don't know. The, the Bulls – I'm sorry. Go ahead, Anton. No, no, no. I, I was just actually saying, but the Bulls are really dangerous this year because this will, you know, be a full season from Derrick Rose, quote, end quote, uh, even though he – doesn't want he's worried more about PTO meetings than playoffs. <laughs> you know what I, mean? mm -hmm. I think the crucial move that is gonna make this team kind of go is that they really Taj Gibson came off the bench and provided some fire. Yeah, that's cool. But moving Noah to the bench and having Noah as your sixth man, the kind of fire that he brings to that jolt when you don't have that jolt of energy especially since he has that reoccurring foot injury, that's going to make allow him to be a lot more fresh, allow everybody to roam a little bit more. I see them being the one or two seed in the Eastern Conference, but I don't think they're going to be able to close the deal at the end of the day in the, in the playoffs, whether it be in the second round or in the conference finals. But now how do y'all feel about – I'm always worried when I have a, a team that's full of uh, some some stud veterans like Derrick Rose and Pau Gasol and Joe Kim Noah, and you got this new coach. I, I, I mean, Fred Hoiberg was great in college. I love watching Iowa State play. But, it, I mean, do we trust him that much to get this team to that one or two seed right away? No. I think, you, I, think I, I, think we, I think we could trust him to get him to a two seed. I think I think we can trust him enough that I don't think we can trust him to go to a, a number one seed. But I do think he'll do – with him being a college coach, I think he'll work immediately better with the younger players on the team, not the established veterans, because he'll just be able to relate a little bit better. So you'll see uh, – You'll see that team second second team perform a lot better than say maybe the the veterans and 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 their first unit because you know they have somebody like Miritich coming off the bench somebody like Tony Snell Doug McDermott and I think he'll do wonders with Snell and McDermott I mean it, you could see you probably see get back to seeing Dougie McBuckets this this season in <laughs> small in small in smaller doses. You're not saying he's going to be a 20 point scorer, but you, I wouldn't be surprised if Doug McDermott is a, a, a 10, 10 and five guy off the bench and shooting like 40% from behind the line. Yeah. I, that would not surprise me. Yeah. That offense is going to go this year. You know, I, I definitely, definitely agree. But the team that you know, I'm like, I think that people should think of as a championship contender that no one's talking about are the Miami Heat. Because when you look at their top eight team, uh, top eight players on the Miami Heat, I think they're up there with anybody in the league. Because you got Drogic, Wade, Lou Alding, you got uh, Chris Bosch down there, Hazan Whiteside, and then you go to the bench, and then you have Gerald Green. People forget about they lost Josh McRoberts early in the preseason last year. Like, they have players on that team, and then the aforementioned Justice Winslow. I think that team can actually make noise, and they have that superstar that will make buckets in the playoffs in D-Wade. He can't play full seasons, Shane, but he'll be there when it counts. And D-Wade will get you two games. 
And then they pick up Amari Stoudemire too. And they picked up Amari Stoudemire. Yeah, listen, I, I'm. I, I, you don't have to convince me. I'm 100 percent on board. I, I think the Heat are the most dangerous threat to the Cavs in the in the East because if, like we talked about, if Bosh and Wade stay healthy, if it was just them two and you threw three other players out there, that's still a really good basketball team. But then you add in the Goran Dragic, you add in Amar, you add in the White Side, and you add in a Justice Winslow. Who I think the most important thing Justice Winslow is going to do for that basketball team is he's going to take the number one offensive player from the other team so that D Wade doesn't have to waste his energy in the first half of the season and on the on the defensive side of ball. So I think if this team can be coached correctly by Spolstra, this this is a championship caliber basketball team just looking at the roster. I'm with you. Is Hansan White side can you trust him yet? To be a defensive stopper? Yeah, I think he can be a defensive no, rebound. I'm, yeah. I'm just talking about as a player. I mean, you that's what he was originally drafted to be a defensive stopper and a rebounder, and he flamed out of the league. He couldn't take it. <laughs> and all of a sudden, I mean, I, I, that's what happened. And now he's back, and now he's making almost 10 times as much money. Can, is, can he? I mean, he's getting paid now. He could just revert to being back to his old asshole like self and not caring anymore. <laughs> I mean, I don't, I don't see that in him. You know what I mean? I really, I really do think that he does look like he has some drive. You know, you know his Instagram popping. You know what I mean? It looks like <laughs> you know. What I'm so I, I think that when you, I don't think you're gonna have to worry about that because Pat Riley got him in check really quickly after he got kicked out of that game. He will understand that. This does not happen again. You know what I mean? And he hasn't really gotten paid yet. You know, the big contract. Not yet. Yes. I, I agree. I agree. I mean, he, but he's still getting to pay the good chunk of change right now because, I mean, he's young. So, what about the Cavs, man? Uh, so, you want, oh, okay. You want to talk about somebody getting paid? Tristan Thompson? Mm -hmm. Listen to the kids, bro. Listen to the kids. Like, no one in the world thought Tristan Thompson was worth, like, $50 million. Like, he made the most out of money for one playoff series than anybody in the history of this game, bro. Like, <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean, he proved it. it I, this is why he got paid. He proved he had an elite skill in the NBA. And, he's, and because – and because, and, and because his agent is the same as LeBron James too. I think that's. One I mean that helps, but that <laughs> yeah, that helps. Like, but being a, a, an elite offensive rebounder. Yeah, absolutely. And above the rim defensive player is very rare in the NBA. And all of an above the rim defensive player. Yes. Wow. Tristan Thompson can get up and go get wow. it. I mean, only he, he thrives off of alley oops on offense. Energy guy, and he got eighty million. But I can't say nothing. Mark Kerr got paid. Chris Middleton got paid. So hey, man, we just throwing away money. It's just monopoly money at this point, you know. I mean, but think about it. Honestly, think about it. Think about the new the new deal that's getting ready to come up. They're they're projecting right now that the salary cap is going to be upwards of like ninety odd million dollars, man. These kids yeah, that, are just cashing in early. Yeah, that's why LeBron how, only signed that two-year deal because he wants to have that opt-out next year, yeah. LeBron is about to get stupid money next year, man. All these people clearing out, 
you know, Dan Gilbert's going to write a check and he's going to like screw luxury tax because he's going to have to eat it for one more year. Dude, he's paying 70 mil this year. That means it'll probably be 85, 90 next year. Dude, no. Nah. Well, nah. but I don't think I don't think Gilbert will mind if they bring home that trophy. And I, you know, kind of nah. just take just taking it back to the to, to to the original question, like what do we think about the Cavs? I mean, that that basketball team, we already know who the best player on the planet is. And, and if you have that, then the, your goal as a GM and as an owner is to surround him with other talent that can help him get to the promised land. Well, they went out and got Kevin Love. They had already drafted Kyrie, so now you got your big three. And then if you look beyond the big three, I think it's the best supporting cast in the league. Some people will argue the Spurs. Some people might argue the Warriors. But if I go down that list and I've got a J.R. Smith, a Tristan Thompson, and Anderson Verzal, who got hurt early last year, and he'll be back, a Timothy Mozgov, a Richard Jefferson, a Matthew Delvadova, a Mo Williams, good night. I don't think the East is, is even in question this year unless, unless there's another major injury to this roster because this is, in my opinion, the best roster on the planet. It has the best player on the planet, and it has the hungriest team on the planet because they got so close last year and didn't get over at hump. So, I mean, the Cavs are scary this year. Anton, Brian should give you a disclaimer. He is a Cavs fan, so that came from the heart. <laughs> oh, okay. okay. I was like, man, I feel it. I, you know, I, I felt that. And I'm up here in Ohio, too, so, man, we're hungry, man. We, yeah. need, we need a title, man. You need man. something, man. You need something. <laughs> but I mean, if the, if the Cavs do not make it to the NBA Finals, their season is a bust. If the Cavs do not win the NBA championships it, this season, their season is a bust. I mean, that's all it is for them, and that's all it is for LeBron James. And with his otherworldly performance in the NBA Finals, I, I don't know. I, I, are we? Would we be? Uh, I don't know if "remiss" is the, the best word, but would we be remiss to, to expect? an even better season from him than we've seen in the past, just because based off of that short snippet or, or is that asking too much? I'm just saying, I see how you're looking at me, Anton. <laughs> well, I, I, I just think it depends on what LeBron's mindset is because this roster being in the East, I think they can win 65. I think they can get to that magic number of 70 wins in the East if they really wanted to. But the question he has to ask himself is, Am I playing for the regular season, or is it okay if I just go ahead and get that one seed by one or two games, kind of just get a, just just barely do enough to get that one seed and then turn it on in the playoffs like he did last year? I think it'll be the latter. I think he's more inclined to not go all out and try to average 40. He'll be a facilitator. He'll get the rest of the team involved. But then come the Eastern Conference Finals, and especially that Finals, I think we're going to see a magical performance like we did last year. Okay. I mean, I agree. I don't think that, that you know, that, that's going to happen. I mean, the only way that will happen is if that they get excellent bench play and the bench leads them to a, some unexpected wins. Yeah. But, I mean, if they're as good – if their bench is as good as you say it is, Brian, I think <laughs> that can happen. Delivered <laughs> uh, so, over. <laughs> so, we're, we're, we're coming down to our the end of the Eastern Conference, um, you know, our talk about them. So, Anton, give me your – I, do you want to give, you know, your predictions on who makes the playoffs, your eight, and then your Eastern Conference champion? Okay. Uh, actually, to go all eight, man, like, would be a little iffy for me because it's going to be the standards and, like, you know, that AC will be, you know, that seven AC, you got, you know, five teams there with Milwaukee, uh, Cleveland, I mean, not Cleveland, Milwaukee, Detroit, you know, uh, you're gonna have T 
teams that are going to be interesting. So I, I can't give you eight, but I think my conference finals is going to be Miami versus Cleveland, with Cleveland going to the finals. Uh, and that's where I got from the East. Okay, Brian. Okay, so Brian, give me your Eastern Conference Finals and who, who comes out. Yeah, I got the uh, I got the Cavs and the Heat, and I think uh, I think it'll be a very hyped up series because of it being LeBron versus the old team. But I think when 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 you get to playing, I don't see the Heat having enough to to hang with that team, especially if the Cavs have home court. So I see it being like a four one four two series with the Cavs winning the East. I'm I'm actually calling Chicago Cleveland. I, I think Cleveland and Chicago end up being the one-two seeds, but I just don't think that they can get over that hump in beating LeBron James. And I see, you know, Cleveland making it to back-to-back NBA Finals. And what would this be, LeBron's sixth straight NBA Final? Yeah. Has the only other person that – I mean, there's a, there, there's a few people that have done that, like Bill Russell, Michael Jordan. Um Else? Anybody else? Corey was there, but yeah, we just didn't know it was on the team. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, it, that brings us to the end of our uh, conference talk. Anton, give us your team to watch. Oh, well, I already gave my team to watch in our prior segment with Minneapolis. Uh, but the team I want to see is the shit show, which are the Sacramento Kings. It is going to be hilarious to see Rondo blow up on George Call doing one random game and DeMarcus coming in to cosign. It's going to be hilarious. Um, so I think out west, that's going to be the drama that's going to be provided for me. Uh, and you you don't want to say this is a team to watch, but like KD was out all last year. Okay, so mm-hmm. he re- responds and gets back into that mix and people – get back and respecting them as finals contenders, championship contenders. And this might be that last yeah. run, dog. This, this might be the last run. So they gotta go at it all day. Okay. So let's let's yeah. let's just start right there. Start right there. Let's 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 talk about this. Cause they have a brand new coach in Billy Donovan that that which should provide a better offensive system for Russ and KD to to coexist in because what Scott Brooks was putting on the court obviously was not working in in one sense or form or, or the other. Yes, yeah, this is. Oh my bad. Go ahead. No, go ahead, Brian. I let you. I let you take it. Go ahead. No, I, I was gonna piggyback off what you were saying and agree. I mean, a, to me, a head coach's job in the sport of basketball is to make the game easier for your team, for your players. And especially when you have offensive, talented players in the NBA, your job is to get them easier shots. If you look at the best coaches in NBA history, they got their players easy shots. Greg Popovich, how often do we see easy shots for the Spurs? Phil Jackson, we how often do we see easy shots for the Lakers and the Bulls and during those dominant years? Billy Donovan, I think, brings that to the Magic, or to, excuse me, to the Thunder. I don't think he's in that category yet, obviously. He's got a long way to go. But if you watch the way Florida played basketball over the past 15 to 20 years when he was down in Gainesville, he got his players easy shots on a consistent basis. I expect him to be a huge upgrade over Scott Brooks and get Westbrook and get Durant easy shots throughout the season and make that make. Because when you watch Durant, I mean, he has to like literally do everything in his power just to get a bucket and he still gets it, but he uses so much energy to get it. 
a person like Durant should be coming off multiple screens yeah. with wide open shots 15, 20 times a yeah. game. And Billy Donovan, Billy Donovan will do that for this team. And I see the Thunder being maybe even a favorite out West, to be honest. Yeah. I mean, they should be considered a favorite out west. I don't know why you wouldn't expect them to be a favorite out west. I just, I, I'm, I'm not. Sh- I, I, you know what? I hope Billy Donovan can help rehabilitate what's left of Deion Waiters' career because he has not been in any <laughs> offensive system he's been in yet. Because he thinks he's the man all the time. He needs to stop thinking that. <laughs> but I do like the depth of their team. Yeah. Overall, and they their team provides so much flexibility, especially for a first year head coach to find his way and to see what lineups work and do not work. I mean, that that I don't know if there's a if if there's a better team in the West as far as you know what's built in right there. I know I know it's still tricky with a with a. Brand new uh, head coach, but I, I'm just not sure. You know, there's a better team. Keep an eye on uh, the keep it real quick. Keep it, and then I'll let you go in time. Keep an eye on that young guy, Mitch McGarry, out there. He he's a little bit like a Joe Kim Noah to me, with a little bit of a, a high motor. But I think he's a little bit better offensively. Yeah, he's a little bit better. So yeah, yeah. I, I like I like McGarry. No, I was just going to ask the question that what other, what what team, Brian, where did where is your team to watch out with? Oh, so I was 100% with you on on the Kings. I think it's going to be very fun to watch. And you got to also remember you got Willie Cauley-Stein, so it's kind of like a mini Kentucky yeah. star yeah. five. Um, so it'll be a lot of fun to watch that team. But my other team to watch, uh, and I'm sure we'll get to this team, but obviously that team out of L.A., I mean, and not the Clippers. Well, we'll get to them later because they're a contender. But the Lakers, it's going to be interesting to watch with Kobe on a downswing and does he take that kind of pay? Like he's basically the Peyton Manning in the NBA, right? A legend that's still playing who's way past his prime that may be having one season left in him. What do we get out of Kobe? How much health does he have left? And can he lead a young team with like Julius Randle and D'Angelo Russell and some of those other pieces? Can he lead them to respectability this year? They're not going to win a title, but can they at least be respectable this year? Um, and Roy Hibbert came in too. So I mean, they've got a couple pieces there. Cool. I'm gonna tell you this. I hope he's not the Peyton Manning of of the NBA because his his final season is going to be tragic because he'd be the worst <laughs> player at his position this season. <laughs> so I don't think he wants to go out as Peyton Manning of the NBA. <laughs> but you know what? I do hope I I do like the older Kobe. The, the younger Kobe was an asshole, but I can dig old. Kobe. I can dig old Kobe. Old Kobe has has, has, has is more outspoken mm-hmm. and about social issues, just not what's what 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 I need to be worried about. But it's about what other people are worried about that he speaks out on. He he's taking some other players, you know, not necessarily under his wings, say, come here, young man, let me teach you something. But he's a little less hostile in practice. He's a little more, you know, I don't want to say coachable, but amenable, being amicable and, and, and you know, not blowing up on the youngsters as, as he did. Because I guess he understands his time in the sun is, 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 is slowly setting. Brian. Yeah. Brian, Brian likes the Lakers too. Get out the league, man. That's all it is. Kobe didn't have any friends in the prior generation. 
Now you want some friends. And that's all it is, dog. Like, he's at in, in the neighborhood that sit out on his porch drinking his tea, talking shit. And now he get there to just hang out, you know, and he's one of the guys now, you know, and everybody respects him, you know what I mean? So I, so I think the Lakers are very interesting because Julius Randle can play ball. It looks like Russell wants to be, uh, D'Angelo Russell wants to be a facilitator. Mm-hmm. And him and Jordan Clarkson together, I think they're going to make a good, pretty good, like, backcourt. And they got a lot out of that pick out of Jordan, Jordan Clarkson. I liked him at Missouri. I really yeah. liked him at Missouri. But I don't think a lot of people thought he would translate to the NBA the way he did. So you add somebody in the backcourt with him and, and Kobe kind of molding their mind, getting their mindset correct, I think they can be – I think they can actually be in that nine, ten range where there may be a couple spots out in the playoffs, and they might be able to. Kobe might be able to give you that push that he that he gave them um, before he went down the first time. You know, when mm-hmm. Mike was still on that team, where Kobe was just willing them to win some nights, he was able to do that later in the season because he got the young boys that could take up a lot of time in the beginning of the season. Yeah, man, this team is going to be slow. <laughs> it's a Byron Scott team. But I mean, it's going to, they're going to suffer on the defensive end and transition defense. Because Kobe is old. He can't get up and down the floor as quickly as he used to be able to. Roy Hibbert is definitely slow. And I mean, you're going to be seeing probably five on three fast breaks because teams know that if you get out on them, Kobe Bryant is going to be left in the backcourt, and so is Roy Hibbert. So we'll have an advantage and we should be able to get a good shot. Yeah. But they got an ath- they got some ath- athletic front court players to kind of make up for it. But I mean, you got Julius Randle, like you mentioned. They picked up Brandon Bass from the Celtics. So I mean, they got some front court guys that can get up and down the court that might be able to at least stop yeah. some of those transitions. I don't think yeah, exactly. I don't think Roy Hibbert's going to get those minutes like to be that detrimental to the team. They're going to mix in a lot of lineups, or they're in. If not, Byron Scott should be fired by the middle of the season. Like, hey, yeah. hey, man, Nick yeah. Young. I hope Nick Young fires up thirty shots a game. <laughs> Nick, you what? Oh man, I'm not. I don't talk about swag. Like <laughs> swaggy Pete. I don't. I can't do it. Oh man, but they do have Lou Williams coming off the bench, and Lou has always been a solid six man throughout his whole oh. career. Oh, he he gives you what you need. Mm. He gives you what you need. He's he's, uh, he's been a steady professional. Yeah. Did you have a team space out, out west? Out west? I mean San Antonio. Mm-hmm. I'm 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 fascinated to see how well you know what Lamarcus Aldridge transitions, you know, to playing in that San Antonio style and with Greg Popovich and how demanding he can be. And I think that San Antonio goes as Tony Parker goes, but I Honestly, I could see this as being a handoff season to Patty Mills because Patty Mills in college was is not the same Patty Mills as he is now. Patty Mills at St. Mary's was a, a streak shooter that, you know, had had a pretty good shot, but was uh, very reckless. Now Patty Mills is, is more of a complete basketball player, and he plays with high energy and is very pestering on the defensive end. And Tony Parker isn't the Tony Parker that he used to be. You know, he's a little slower now. So I I, just, I, I, I think that 
you know, you see, you could end up seeing Patty Mills play a little bit more minutes than Tony Parker, but Tony <laughs> Parker will still have an important role on the basketball. Team. Oh. <clears throat> yeah, like when you look at this team, I mean, they were, I mean, they were, I, could, I still can't believe they were up five on the Clippers in that game seven with like a minute left. And somehow the Clippers pulled out a miracle. So that to me, and to me, they were the one team in the West that could have beat um, the Clippers, or not the Clippers, excuse me, the uh, the Warriors. So then you go in the offseason and you add a LaMarcus Aldridge, and then you add, I think, the under the radar addition they had was David West that they picked up. I, I can't imagine this team not being special. I mean, it's Greg Popovich, it's Tim Duncan, it's Ginobili, it's Parker, it's like you said, Batty. I mean, they got all the pieces to have one more special run in them. And now they got some young talent in the Marcus Aldridge to kind of be that handoff between Duncan, man. I mean, this team is this this team is built for like success. Hopes, man, you know what I mean? Like they brought somebody in, you know, they, mm. they yeah. you know, where all of a sudden you got Tim and then you got somebody with a really good like skill set like LaMarcus Aldridge. And Pop is gonna be able to solve LaMarcus's one problem that LaMarcus don't come to play every day. And you can't do that under Pop. Yep. So that's gonna that's gonna take him to a whole nother level that you didn't see at Portland. Uh you're gonna see him finally get the respect that he deserves from a national perspective. And that's what he wants by going there. But one move that you know the Spurs, you don't question their transactions because they're the Spurs. But I thought Corey Joseph was a very important piece from a defensive like perspective on ball at the guard position and they let him go because Patty Mills is, oh, you know, he can do it on the offensive end, but he's not a very good defensive player. And then Tony Parker is getting older. So that's where I'm going to find like, it's like some issues with how are they going to mask that defensively in the backcourt, you know? I mean that's that's a good question, Anton. I mean, and and I don't th- I think that uh, they did pick up Ray McCallum, who did play with the Pistons. He's a young younger kid. Oh, never and mind, he, dog. Ray can ball. Yes, he can, and and he's he's a very, he, and he's of the uh, Corey Joseph s size. He's he's a bigger point guard of six three. So you know he gives him what he could give him what Corey Joseph was giving them as well. But I mean you don't have to. I mean don't forget they have Kawhi Leonard out there who can guard just about anybody on the court as well. So I mean I think they'll be fine defensively. I, I just don't know how much more Manu Ginobili can give you, and I, I and that Danny. Green is probably going to have play a, a more prominent role. But they did pick up Reggie Williams. I know Reggie Williams had a couple of good shooting years back in the day with when the Golden State Warriors were trash. But I mean, he, he did let you know. <laughs> and in a Popovich system where the ball moves and you're always getting good shots, if you keep the ball moving and you and you move without the ball, the ball will find you if you're in the right position in that offense. So yeah. I think they'll be all right. It, I know, I know. I expect them to to go very far in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. What about the Dallas Mavericks? The Dallas Mavericks have 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 been a, a staple of consistency um, since Mark Cuban has owned them and making you know the playoffs. That even with it was back with. Um, I'm sorry. Even though when it was back with Steve Nash, Jason Kidd, all all of them, what what did they have now? Because Dirk Nowitzki is old, and I'm just not sure if they have a team 
that's suitable to play on the uh, on on the basketball court because I don't trust Jerome well, or anything they, else. They remind me a little bit. See what 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 I what I like, but also dislike. If I'm a Dallas fan, about what Mark Cuban does, he wants to win now, like this year, and he doesn't think about let me bring in a young guy that'll get better in three years or somebody we can coach up. He goes against people that can play now. So you got like Javale McGee. You got uh, Darren Williams being added. I mean, he wants to win today. I don't know that they have enough to contend for the Western Conference Championship, but they're going to be a factor. If Darren Williams can give them 70% of what we used to see Darren Williams do, Chandler Parsons, to me, is an up-and-coming star. He got paid a little early, I think, but he can be a, he can be a, he can be a top 25 player in this league. You got oh, Wesley Matthews, JaVale McGee. This team's going to be all right. They can get the 50 wins out there, I think. Blow it up. <laughs> You want to blow it up, Anton? Blow it up. Okay. Darren Williams, Williams hasn't been good in a long, long time. Since, it's true. Since he got paid. So, yep. And he's a person. They got rid of one problem point guard like to get another point guard that's bad with coaches. I know Deron is from Texas. Uh, so it's kind of like him coming home. It, it might be a little bit easier. He got some family support or something. But no, blow it up. <laughs> well, but, okay, I'm with you. But that's what Portland did. Portland blew up the whole squad and left Dame, it, your boy Dame by himself, man. Yeah. Dame you, know who I do, you know who I do like that they picked up is Pat Connaughton from Notre Dame. That kid is just an athlete. He was a he was a early he can draft pick I, I in like baseball, him. and he can play. He's tenacious on the defensive end, and he's a spot up shooter. Yeah, yeah. The problem with Portland is that just being out there, the Pacific Northwest. I mean, it's just impossible to get a superstar in free agency. I mean, you have to get them through the draft, and they seem to do that when they paired Lillard and uh, and Lamarcus Aldridge together. But now that they lost Aldridge, I think this I think this could be a situation where you see like that one superstar. Being special every night, but the team being out of the playoffs every single year. I don't see like him he's being the a point guard. Threat. He's gonna be the point guard, Tracy McGrady. Now, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like yeah. he's not gonna be able to get that team out of the first round. He just don't have enough around him. Like it's just not gonna happen. I don't know, you know? but Noah Vonley could play. Noah Vonley could could progress nicely and, and give him that Mar- Lamarcus Aldridge esque player. Uh, he had that. He has that. What? I say. I agree. He has that skill set. Yeah, I mean, they do have, you know, some young athletic big men in Myers Leonard, Mason Pumley, Ed Davis, even though Myers Leonard likes to, to romance as a three-point shooter, which I don't know why. But Mason Pumley <laughs> and Ed, Ed Davis are going to give you high energy and, and board and hopefully play good defense. Um, but I, I, you're right. I don't know if they have enough to even to, to contend. Yeah, man. But, you know, the real contenders out there, you know, the aforementioned, uh, you know, Thunder, the Clips added some pieces. Mm-hmm. They got to make a run. Like, that team, that's the team where I think they're going to finally make the finals this year. But the West is all about – you never know who's going to come out of the West until you see the playoff bracket. Yeah. It's all about matchups, you know. But I'm with, I'm with you. You know, the Clippers have to make that run this year. They have to be in the Western Conference Finals, if not the finals. You know what I mean? Because Chris Paul is on my list of people to – we're going to start to see a little bit of regression. He's 30 years old. He has no cartilage in his knees. 
That's when you start to catch up. So in Doc, after losing the series, after being up 3-1, they got to bring it this year. Like, yeah. that has to be a team that contends, does their thing, and, and from game one have the intention in their head that we're going to win the championship and we're going to do it on a nightly basis. Because that's what the Warriors do. They come out the ball every night. You know what? I don't know if Doc, I, I think Doc can get that with help of Paul Pierce and for help from Chris Paul. But Chris Paul has to dial it back a little bit. Everybody understands a young man wants to win a championship. And you said this as well, Anton, but he can be a little over the top with his intensity. And and that doesn't rub well with, you know, the, the type of team that they have, I don't believe. Um, yeah, he too much tough love, dog. Too much tough love. I, I do yeah. think he he needs to give more creative ability to Blake Griffin. Yeah. Right. See, the, this the, the where I'm at on the Clippers, I mean, I think I agree with everything y'all are saying, and the expectations have got to be making it to at least the Western Conference Finals, but more, more likely they need to get to the finals to feel like they were a success. But I look at a lot of people on that team, and if I'm out, outside of Paul Pierce and Doc Rivers, that little combo they had in Boston, I don't see a winner on that basketball team in their, in their whole career. DeAndre Jordan. Uh, Chris Paul hasn't won anywhere. He hasn't led a team to anything. Um, Blake Griffin, C, uh, Josh, Josh Smith, Lance Stevenson. Yeah, I like the talent. I like that you picked up some people that can play basketball. But who who is gonna who who wants to win in that locker room? I I feel like that's the kind of team that you have all the talent. Everybody says, yeah, we're, we're built in, we're bought in, we want to win. But then every time they have that chance to prove we're getting over that hump, they always fail. And I, I just it's one of those situations. Until you show me. Yeah, Clippers. I'm just. I'm not. I'm not buying into them getting past the second round. Ain't yeah, no but way. do you think that locker room is more knuckleheaded than the locker room that they got down in Houston? No, <laughs> not, definitely not. Definitely <laughs> not. That's just a group. Of, that's a group of jokers and people that are talk about a squad that everybody has their own agenda, but it might be a perfect mix of like of everybody is so consumed with themselves that they're not even paying attention. Like, you know, like you're going to have James Harden, who's going to be out there cooking this year. <laughs> hey, he got cursed again, by the way. Huh? He got oh, cursed man. again by Lil B. We don't have to worry about that till playoff time. You know yeah. what I mean? Lil B, Lil B is, I know Lil B on it. <laughs> yeah, and I like what Houston has going on, man. I mean, when you have James Harden playing at that level, you know, so James Harden such a funny story because, I watched a lot of college basketball. I did not think he was that special at Arizona State. What? So when he, I mean, he was no, no, he was good, but I didn't think he was this. I didn't think he was going to transition to be an MVP candidate in the NBA. And then even when he was with with the with the Thunder, did we think he was an MVP player? More like, you know, he's a good player. I like him for you know off the bench, seventeen points, few you know, a few nice plays. I never thought we'd see this transition that he did from the Thunder to the Rockets. What he's I don't doing know. now, Brian. Brian, let me stop you right there. I don't know what you were looking at, but. James Harden has always projected to be a twenty-plus point score a night player. But that's but see what I'm saying. That's that's what I'm saying. He's always been a person that can score, but I never thought that he could be a leader, and that's kind of what I'm getting to. I think he actually has a, an opportunity to be a leader on the basketball court. Last year and two years ago, you can say he was a leader because he was scoring a lot of points. The guy didn't. He chose not to play defense. And anytime the game was was in clutch situation, you never saw him get on his teammates. He never corralled Dwight Howard. He never had that Kobe Bryant, Michael Jordan, that leadership mentality that gets that win in clutch situation. But last year in the playoffs, he was playing very poorly in, in some of those games, especially against the Clippers, but he still led his team 
off the court and off the, like when they were in timeouts and stuff. It was the first time I saw that. So I'm more. Ta- I'm not talking about the basketball skills. I'm talking about that leadership ability that he finally showed late last season. That I think if it carries over this year, you still might have a chance to actually win something this year. And I think you said it perfectly. Does it carry over? Because mm-hmm. he had the worst game of his career the last time he played basketball. You know what I mean? So that's is he does the mental makeup of James Harden project that he's gonna overcome that, or is he gonna succumb to that? That's gonna be the thing that comes out of that. Uh, but I think Ty Lawson is gonna make this a much more fun team to watch. Uh, it's but the West is just all up in the air, man. Yeah, the West is all up in the air. But um, let. The one team that we know is probably staying grounded and they have an ex- – it seems like that their new head coach is running a fantastic culture for them is the Golden State Warriors. Um, can they become – can they get better than they were last year? I mean, because <laughs> they, they didn't really change too much within the team. I mean, they, they, they were like a model of consistency. It's like if it's not broke. Don't fix it. They gave Draymond some money to stay around, and I think they they were going to have to do that regardless. But other than that, I, I just don't know. I, but, but my thing is, is Steph starting to get jealous? Because, I mean, think about it. He's about the fifth highest player, paid player on the squad right now, and he's there. In, and he is the MVP of the NBA. I'm, I'm sure under the – I'm hoping – Behind closed doors, they're telling him, hey, when that new salary cap goes up, we'll, we'll take care of you. But, I mean, it will be interesting to see if there's some rifts in the locker room this year and just a lack of intensity. Because when you're when you're at the bottom of the mountain and you're trying to get to the top, it's always the motivation there. Let's come in a little bit early. Let's watch some more film. You know, let's stay, let's stay a little bit later and take some more shots. Does that continue now that they're going on these parades, going on the Tonight Show, wearing the rings, getting the ring ceremony? We've seen him time and time again. Repeating is the hardest thing to do in sports. And when I look, the last thing I say about the Warriors, when I look back at their season last year, they were great. I'm not going to take anything away from them. But in the playoffs, they avoided the Clippers. They avoided the Spurs. And, of course, they avoided a healthy Thunder team. If they, I, 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 So they won the championship, but I feel like they didn't go through the toughest route to get there. So I don't know if they're going to be in the finals this year. I, I actually don't see them being in the finals. I'm kind of alluding to my pick. But, yeah. Okay, okay, I can see that. I, I mean, Brian, you know what? We're, we're on the same page. I don't think they're going to be back in the finals either. And um, I know, I know, Anton, we're pushing time for you right now. So, what what time? How much? How much? You tell mm-hmm. me what we got in, in minutes. Oh, uh, man, I got to go. Basically, I got three. You may have to walk minutes. and talk. Okay. If you get to get you, get you. <laughs> no, um, but hold on, we, we're missing somebody, we got to be missing somebody. Well, we got the Pelicans and the Grizz that we didn't really talk about. Nah, you know what? They're not, they're not contenders, they're wannabe. You know, I love Anthony Davis, <laughs> Anthony Davis as a talent, I, I really do. I love him as a talent, but as overall, as a team, he's he's doing the best he can with what he has and he's learning how to become better at doing that. So that's that's with them. And the and the Grizzlies have to regress. They're, they're my team, they're my team to regress in the way. Because that okay. is old. Vince is old. You know, Paul Gasol is not a spring chicken. So they're 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 bound to, 
you know, to, to fall to fall back to earth. So, Anton, I know you got to go. Give me your uh, your Western Conference. My Western Conference picks, uh, I've talked about them both. I think we're going to have a Clippers and OKC matchup in the Western Conference Finals. And I think uh, the Western Conference Finals will be uh, won by OKC. So two back-to-back uh, -back years. They'll okay, so you have Cleveland uh, and OKC in the Finals. Who do you got? Correct. Uh, Go ahead and do it. Go ahead and do it. <laughs> Uh, like, um, <laughs> you got Cleveland. Um, let's okay. go. Okay, I got Cleveland. Right. Who you got in the Western Conference is final two. So yeah, in, in the West, I think it's one of those years where, it, with the way the season ended for the Spurs last year, I can't see them not getting back to the Western to, to the Western Conference Finals. And I, I'm with Anton. I think the OKC Thunder get there. I like what they got. I love Billy Donovan getting his chance. I just think in that matchup, though, I would give the edge to Popovich over the first-year coach. And so I got the Spurs and OKC in the West Conference Finals. Spurs winning that to get to the finals against the Cavs. Ooh, you know what, Brian? I, I got – I had I, I told what? Anton this. I got OKC and I got the Spurs. And you know what? We differ in one, in one thing. I love Greg Popovich as a coach, and shout-out to him being going, deciding to, uh, you know, coach Team USA from 17 to 20, I think that's going to be a fantastic uh, job for him and for those players that join him. But there are too many horses on that Thunder team and not enough horses on that Spurs team. And the Spurs have showed that they cannot run with young teams. They, they, they get completely destroyed. And so I like the Thunder to make it. Based off of that, I, I do think it could probably go seven games, but I, I will go Thunder. And find that gives us Cleveland and OKC, right? Yeah, you got Cleveland OKC. You know what? I've always I, I, I say it, I, I say yeah. this all the time. The city of Cleveland, as far as if they if there's a team or city that deserves a championship, it's the city of Cleveland. They haven't had one in a very long time, and so, you know, I think LeBron is able to do it. And and if he does do it, he, he will cement himself as one of the greater basketball players that ever played this game. I mean, there would be no 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 um qualms about it. He'll probably end up on he, he would end up on a lot of people's Mount Rushmores of basketball. Do you agree, Anton? Yeah. Oh, absolutely, man. Like, how could he not be on your Mount Rushmore. So we're gonna have we're gonna have to make sure that people respect yeah. what and appreciate what they're seeing right now. You know, you, you don't come on. So I mean, we all have right. So we all have what the Cavaliers winning the championship. Yeah, I didn't say it, but yeah, y'all know I got the Cavs. I got LeBron getting his third ring. Okay, I mean, I, I just I was just saying that you know if LeBron wins, he's he would be on a lot of people's Mount Rushmore's and like talk of greatest sure. all time basketball players. You got to start having that conversation, man. Some people don't want to have that conversation. You know what I mean? But you got to start having that LeBron best. Ever. And I you have I, to. Like, it's 
not like given that, that as Jordan anymore. And I think that's one of the reasons he left so, Miami. People didn't really talk about this, but I think one ring in Cleveland is more impressive than two or three more rings in Miami. I think you mm-hmm. you bring a ring to a city that's never had one, that puts you on that epic level, man. I think, and I'm, I'm with both of y'all, LeBron James is, he's already in my mind a top five player. Now he's just competing with the Magics, the Birds, the Jordans, the Kobe's as far as does, does he get to that top three level? Yeah, yeah I mean, that, yeah, he, definitely. That, that title in Cleveland puts him top three level. I mean, and that that's, that's a pretty good level to be on as a basketball player. But, um, Anton, I know you got to go check, catch a train, man. I appreciate it. Uh, you know, you taking the time out and being with us. Uh, all right. You got you, man. Y'all Brian, you. you know, I appreciate you taking the time out, too. You know, we'll be talking more basketball throughout throughout the season. You can find Anton at Please Save the D on the Twitter. You can find Brian at the CFB Guru on on the twitter just because it says the cfb guru doesn't mean the man doesn't know his sports <laughs> i um, appreciate it you can, find, you can find us on soundcloud um itunes if, if you do find if you do go to itunes please uh leave us a five-star review and a, a nice little comment and on soundcloud follow us and you know re- reshare our sounds um, everybody else for uh, that tuned in live thank you for tuning in live uh, people.